Welcome to another fine edition of Recordings of a Founder. Hashtag Star Paragon. On this lovely Friday, the 11th of November. November, oh my god. <laughs> the 11th of February. Why am I thinking about November? You know what? Maybe because I'm so sad that this is like the last Well, on today's episode, we will I will break down the Super Bowl. Okay, number one. Number one. Number two, I will tell you my feelings again on social media blunders that athletes make, and we will refer to the new addition, the new victim, Kyle Murray. Then I will go into my rant about Valentine's Day, men, relationships, and the NFL. <laughs> Quick, quickly. Okay. So here's my breakdown for the Super Bowl. So first of all, okay, so like always in the Super Bowl, there's always a favorite and always an underdog. Still, the Bengals are underdogs, but they're plus 170. The Rams are plus five, four five, by the way. They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Now, that could have changed in the amount of time that I've done my research, but so far it's um, Rams plus 4.5, four and a half is what people to say it. Um, and all the times, um, you know, um, there's always, during the Super Bowl, there's always individual battles of the game. And one of them, most importantly, is the quarterback. So it's Joe Burrow versus Matthew Stafford. Okay. Here's some factual stuff. Both quarterbacks are former number one overall picks. This matchup represents just the second time in NFL history that two top overall selections will go against each other in the Super Bowl. How cool is that? Okay. For Matthew Stafford, bringing the Rams to the Super Bowl in his first season with the team, after spending 12 years with the Lions, having never made it further than the wild card is an incredible accomplishment. But look at the team he's had with the Rams compared to his teams with the Lions. I just want to point that out. Second of all, last year we had Tom Brady doing this with his new team. So it's two years in a row that you've had a quarterback that has been with a new team after being with their old team their entire career going to the Super Bowl with their new team. I'm just going to bring that out. And then there's Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, two seasons ago, the Bengals are in the top spot in the draft and they picked no other than Joe, Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow's won a national title. Joe Burrow's won the Heisman Award. Now Joe Burrow is going for the Super Bowl. He will be the first quarterback to do all three in the first two years of his career if he can manage to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Advantage between Stafford and Joe Burrow, I give the the advantage to Burrow. Why? He's got leadership abilities. He's got all the confidence right now going into this. He knows how to win. He has won before. Matthew Stafford has never won before. Joe Burrow has. Um, there's a reason the Ram, the, the you know the Ram scrambled to trade for Mitchell after Acres tore his Achilles. 
So whereas on the opposite end of the spectrum is Joe Mixon on the Bengals, who is six foot one, two twenty. Um, what the Rams attempt to do with three different running backs, Mixon gets it all done by himself. So advantage Bengals. Um, this is the trickiest thing on the list is the looking at the wide receivers and their tight ends. Um, you know, Chase is amazing and he's definitely gonna win rookie of the year. And Chase has that chemistry and the trust from Burrow, which is something that I told you many, many times before that every quarterback needs. Okay, so you have Chase, you have Higgins, Tyler Boyd, all have a thousand yard potential. And then you have CJ, who's a threat to score as well. You have on the other side of the ball, of course, you have OBJ. He has now been rejuvenated being on the Rams. And he's a great fix next to Cup. You have Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup has that chemistry with Stafford. Then they have Jefferson, they have Higaby. Um, now, if Robert Woods did not have an injured knee, I would give the advantage to the Rams. But the Bengals are deeper at this stage in the se in the season. So again, advantage Bengals. One of the biggest storylines coming into this matchup, though, is whether the Bengals offensive line can hold up against the top notch pass rush unit in the Rams. The Bengals have allowed the third most sacks in the NFL. And I, I know I've been hearing this all the Well, if, look, if you keep saying that we need an offensive line and the quarterbacks need an offensive line for pass protection, how the hell has Burrow gotten to the Super Bowl? Well, I'll tell you this. Because Burrow isn't a class all by himself. That's why it's impossible to judge how seasons are gonna go, number one. Number two, it's also stupid to compare quarterbacks to quarterbacks. Um, the Rams, though, have allowed the seven fewest rushing yards in the league. Both teams prefer to drop back and pass, but the Rams are, have a stronger foundation, okay, led by Whitworth, who still manages to get the job done when he's 40 freaking years old. <laughs> Cincinnati's offensive line has done a good enough job but they have not faced the one person on the Rams yet, and that's Aaron Donald, who is the most awesomest dude on defense I think I've ever seen. So the advantage goes to the Rams for the offensive line. Against in this battle, defend, defense versus offensive line. Gotta give it to the Rams. Aaron Donald gives the Rams the best pass rusher of the Super Bowl. Okay. The defensive line of the Bengals cannot be overlooked. They have had just eight fewer sacks than the Rams did. Well, they have a solid whole unit led by Hickerson and DJ Reader. These are not Hall of Fame caliber players. Aaron Donald, on the other hand, is a game wrecker. Recently, he spoke about the opportunity to add one piece of hardware to his collection he doesn't have yet, and that was the Super Bowl trophy. You'll see, so that's why I still give it to the advantage of the Rams. The Rams have something that 
the Bengals do not have, and that's Aaron Donald. And literally one player can make or break a team. Now, the better linebacker group. This one depends a bit on whether you group Von Miller with the pass rush or the linebackers. Simply, since he primarily rushes the quarterback, we play. I place him with the pass rush. Okay, so the essential leaves Floyd against Logan Wilson, which both players have proven to be impact players for their teams. Wilson has forced a whopping five turnovers this season, and Floyd has racked up 9.5 sacks. Okay. Both teams have very little depth at this position. If you're watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, chances are your focus will not be on their linebacker groups. But I still give the advantage to the Bengals. The secondary. Jesse Bates might be one of the best players the fans have yet to hear about. And he'll get to show you on Sunday. He'll get to show you, even though he was a pro, um, pro bowl, but a pro bowl snub, but I wrote that down, but I was like, oh, who cares about the pro bowl? Ramsey is one of the best cornerbacks in football, Jalen Ramsey. And whether he travels with Chase um, or not won't matter. The Rams secondary as a whole is experienced. Ramsey can pick up the slack whenever needed. So we'll see what's going to happen. And the advantage is to the Rams on that part of the teams. And then, of course, now we have to talk about special teams. Now, let me just tell you. We know about Evan McPherson, the Bengals rookie kicker who has hit several clutch kicks this season to help keep their Super Bowl dreams alive. The one known as Money Mac has yet to miss a postseason kick. But he's never played in the Super Bowl before. His emotions may get the best of him. Hopefully not. We have not seen that yet. I mean, he played in the championship, the AFC championship game, and his emotions didn't get the best of him there either. And he's got all the confidence in the freaking ass world. Okay. All the hype is nice, but the Rams also have a pretty darn good kicker in Matt Gay who earned a Pro Bowl nod for finishing with the second best field goal percentage in the NFL. But it's not just the kicker on their side. They got their punter, Johnny Hecker, is a four-time member of the All-Pro team. Um, as far as the return game, the advantage goes to the Rams. Not only are they just two teams that have punt return touchdowns this season, but they also have the best punt and kick return advantage when it comes to the Bengals, when, it, when they compare each other. Now, I know most are saying the Rams are the super team who look better on paper, but some skills can just not be measured on paper. This is why they play the game. And this is why I pick, I still pick the Bengals. And my final score will be 34-31. I think it comes down again to McPherson. I mean, Joey Burrow can throw the ball to Mixon. He can throw the ball to Chase. He's got all these different options. He can run the ball. He can, they can do grounds and pounds. They got too many freaking ass options on offense. And they click right now. Not saying that the Rams don't have options on offense, but I just see Matthew Stafford's emotions getting the best of him in the Super Bowl. And throwing like two interceptions and not having one of his best games. Joe, Joey Burrow is used to this kind of stuff. 
He's used to, he played in the national championship game for God's sakes and won it. He's used to high pressure games, whereas Matthew Stafford is not. Again, 34, 31 Bengals. Cut. Sorry about that. So, Kyle Murray. Kyle, Kyle Murray. This is why I always say that athletes do not belong on social media because they pull this type of stupid shit. Literally, this is the stupidest shit. And then I have to talk about it on ESPN. quarterback and blah 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 and, and they tell their doctors so somebody has to tell them you know that um you know they still don't
And I can help you with that kind of information. Don't then throw the sexist comments at me. It's not really, you're a woman. You don't know shit about football. And Sam sucks. That was his comment after I gave him. So this is basically like, you know, he's got accuracy. He does. He has anticipation. He has pocket presence. He's athletic. He has the mental toughness to be a quarterback in the league. He has to work on his footwork. His foot, his footwork stinks. Sam, your footwork sucks. Fix it. Literally, his footwork is a problem. But he's never had a coach reprimand him and fix the and fix the footwork. Okay. Anticipation. I don't know. Maybe he needs to fix the anticipation part of being a quarterback. Decision making. Now that is like 50-50 with him. And the reason I say that's 50 50 with him is because sometimes he, in his mind, decides he's going to try to start something and he throws the ball when he shouldn't throw it. That's when the, the interceptions are on him. But they're not all on him. And I've been saying that from day one. I will say 25% of the interceptions are on him and 75% are not. Anyway, there are offensive plays I like and there are offensive plays I don't. But here's the thing that I brought up, and this guy I got freaks out. Since 2011, quarterbacks have been pressured on 34% of their dropbacks. They average one sack every four pressure dropbacks. Okay, so when attempting a pass, we see the pass rating from a clean pocket is 98%, and the pass rating when pressured is 64.2. So I'm giving you fucking facts. And this fucking asshole on Instagram is going at me. You are a woman. You don't know what to do. Then don't start football. Then don't stop. That was a dance track. I said that. Which proves my point that I know more fucking football than you. Because if you can't come back at me and give me a that rate is wrong or no, that's not true. Oh, honey, it is fixed. And I've said this too. The greater the set of pressure, the more a quarterback speeds up his time which leads most likely to an interception, a drop pass, or a sack. Now, sacks are a quarterback set, 
but pass, pass blocking and pass rushing is still massively important at the NFL level. Quarterbacks Im impact the pressure rate and time to throw, but so does the offensive line. And that's why I am still, I'm telling you, the offensive line is so important. Sam needs pass protection in order to maintain all the different parts of his ability. Now I can break down all the I'll break down all the other quarterbacks because I'll break down all the rookies that are coming into their second year. Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Trey Lance is going to get a chance to start because Jimmy Garoppolo is not the longer going to be on the team. He's no longer going to be on the team. You know, some people have them going to Tampa Bay, some people have them going Pittsburgh, some people have them going to Denver, blah, 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 wherever. Some, and some Jets fans hope and pray that he's going to sign with the Jets. Now, I think the Jets for Zach Wilson need to either keep Joe Flacco or somehow get Josh McCowan to come back here. Josh McCowan was awesome when he was with Sam. I really think the Jets figured that shit out. They should have kept, they, they should have talked Josh out of retiring or said to him, you can retire, but maybe you can still coach Sam on the side or you can come to the games and help him during the games and not at practice or vice versa. Don't come to the games, but come to maybe three practices. I don't know. They could have done something because Josh McCallan is fucking awesome. I've always said that. And I'm surprised he didn't get the Texans head coach job but I'm not surprised. I think he really needs to become a quarterback coach first because he's really good at coaching quarterbacks. That's one of his strengths. Maybe he should even have a quarterback um, coaching um, business because he's really good. He's got really good insight. Anyhow, um, but anyhow, we'll break that down. But like I said, so we'll have a lot to talk about next week, obviously the Super Bowl, and then we'll start getting into the draft stuff, and then I'll start getting into other things about the NFL, and I will break down quarterbacks, all that kind of stuff. But anywho, so Valentine's Day is the day after the Super Bowl. <laughs> so men get their Valentine's gift, which is probably going to include a card on the trip, and women are going to get the Valentine's Day, which is on a Monday, which is Um, and to the single girls out there, just stop, just stop 
can't find any of the ugly ones. one fucking day. Did you know that you can go into a store yourself and buy yourself things? You can buy yourself art things. You can, which I think is the stupidest shit that men do, by the way. But in the mind of I'm not even funny. You're gonna kick it off eventually. What the hell are you gonna spend six dollars for a fucking, like, bra or underwear? When you're going to want to take it off her when you, when after she puts it on. And then she's never gonna put that shit back on again. You just wasted 50 bucks. Um, but anyhow, you girls can buy yourself chocolate. You girls can celebrate yourself. If you have siblings, tell them you love them. If you're an auntie or an uncle, tell your niece and nephews that you love them. Tell your friends who care about them. Tell your family members who care about them. Show your neighbors some love. If you're a football player and you don't have anybody, you're not with anybody, don't go on those fucking dating sites and get STDs. Literally, like men do not realize, NFL players do not realize how dangerous those dating apps are. I don't even call them dating apps. I call them hooking sites because that's all you're doing is hooking up with someone. All you gotta do. Tell your teammates if you love them, if you care about them. Get off those dating apps. I'll go back into that with Tinder and I will tell you about Tinder and how dangerous it is. Um, and all the sites, not just Tinder. Um, in another episode. Probably this month. I hope so. You can all go and buy my book, Relationship Impossible which is the follow-up book to Hello, Love, Where's Cupid, the second edition. So you can even buy that book. It's on Amazon. Um, I believe it's on barnesandnoble.com. I know it's on lulu.com. I'm just trying to think where else it is. It's on other, other sites too. Um, but Amazon definitely has it. Get that book and read about dating apps. Read how dangerous they are. Read how horrible they are. They don't give a shit about you finding your love and finding your soulmate. They care about money, okay? They don't care about you. Same as those stupid fucked up TV shows that all you women like watching. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Love at First Sight, you know, 90 Day Fiance. Those are all scripted shows, by the way. Scripted. They don't care about the person that's on there finding their love. They care about who's which episode is going to get them the most clicks on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook? And what episode is going to get them the ratings? You're fucking stupid if you believe that they actually love each other. Um, anyhow. Anywho. Um, so relationships, yes. And the NFL players are stupid. Like I've said many times before, and I'll mention again since it's Valentine's Day weekend. They... This is, you know what, and I don't feel bad for guys like NFL players when they pick wrong women and then they're on Twitter complaining that they have a quote unquote gold digger. Well, you set her up for that, first of all. Number one, you wanted the easy girl who was going to put up with your bullshit. Then you buy her shit. You buy her jewelry. You buy her clothes. You buy her Louis Vuitton bags. You take her on vacations. You buy her cars. You get a nice house. And you have her move in with you, let's just say. And then you break up. 
for some odd reason, whatever reason it is, I don't care. And then you go, oh, she's a gold digger. She's a gold digger. No, honey, you created the monster yourself by trying to buy her love and affection to let you get away with the shit that you pull. Because like I've said before, and I said this on Instagram this week, most men are intimidated by a strong woman because they don't know what the hell to do with her. Because she don't buy your shit. And that's why most strong women are I am, I'm, I'm, it's just most people that, um, you know, men are scared of women who buy their Um, I dare you to say, I dare you to make me a believer. But it is. It's definitely true. Um, didn't you like things that I posted on Instagram? Um, just read to me why I'm just not afraid. No, that's not. I'm not sure He told. Okay. A lot of men like to be the knight in shiny armor. But when you have a woman that takes care of herself and her business, some of y'all don't know what to do with her. Because ready? Here's the kicker. Because she doesn't need you, she wants you. And that's intimidating to some of you old guys. Because you're big and you're tough and you're strong and you look all the And first of all, I want to say this to all of you guys out there too that play a sport. You're no better than anybody else that doesn't. Stop trying to play that, like, you know, tough, tough guy shit that you're better than everybody else. You're nobody better than anybody else. You play football for a living. That's what you do. That's like actors and actresses who, play, who, who act for a living. You're no better than anybody that doesn't do that. Musician, same thing. Anybody in the limelight who does things for entertainment purposes, you are no better than the man selling insurance. You are no better than the woman being a teacher. You are no better than a doctor, a lawyer. I can go on. Anybody that's, uh, that bakes or has a bakery, you're no better than anybody else. When you treat yourself, when you treat people like that, it's ridiculous. And I'll just be with that. I want to find men who can afford to pay me back. But I want to be able to buy that dress for my kids and we can go to the same school. Most women want to quote unquote sisters, want to find I don't want somebody to talk. I want somebody to build with me and I can build with her. And that's what you don't see with all black women anymore. You don't see coffee anymore. And you don't see a dinner anymore. You don't see people who want to build something together. You want people who want to find somebody who's established in that relationship. Why? Think about that for some. Think about that for some. So, So enjoy this little, enjoy. Hope, I hope you guys get some of the best thoughts out of this. I hope you guys get some 